ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Shaw City, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You're tuning in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. The only thing we ask you to do is to call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, uh, you can do that at SportsGrind on Twitter. All right. And also, if you want to stream the show live, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page and you can leave comments and I'll reply to those on air in real time or I'll reply to them later. And also, if you ever miss any of the shows live, uh, you can always go to SportsGrindOnline.com because you can download the podcast seven days a week, 365. And if you are in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial wise, uh, you can kind of go to SportsGrindOnline.com as well and you can click the play button and you can get us there and listen to us as well and that also covers if we're getting preempted by play by play in your market 877-37 grind what's up mr clark you ready yes sir ready rock and roll all right man y'all know what time it is it is a football friday here on sge the sports grind and uh we've got a lot of get a lot of stuff to get to there's no i mean there was a lot of uh games and there's no way i was going to get to all of them and give a little nuggets and stuff about these matchups so i really just narrow it down to the ones that i know i'll be playing close attention to not saying i want the others uh but just time permitting and also uh so we'll get there uh nfl uh definitely we've got some nfl matchups to break down uh some you know especially you got you got some you got some teams that are starting life without big centerpieces in their team two come to mind one the dallas cowboys get life started without digs after we heard the news yesterday blown achilles in practice done for the season uh they're out in the desert uh this weekend uh, so life without dig. Now, the doctor is what the doctor ordered in Arizona. Now, would I be shocked if Arizona, Dobbs, decided to make this close? Probably not, but I doubt it. Uh, but they start life without digs. Then, up in Cleveland, life without Chubb starts this weekend. And I had in the docket, the honeymoon is officially over. You can say officially the Deshaun Watson era starts now. There was an interesting article in USA Today, kind of what me and Jonas was debating about the other day, kind of saying it's kind of what I was trying, probably did a better job articulating it. Um, you know, it's one of those that the play is going to really come down to because of the circumstances and because it is what it is when you have one of these guys that the offense is not totally. Stefanski even said it today. I don't even tell it's total, but there's some people that got to – Step up and change around. I mean, he's talking about Deshaun. And so, therefore, they've got the Tennessee Titans. That game made the foundation picks, by the way. And speaking of foundation picks, I'm only doing this two times. I usually only do it twice, maybe three times. This year, I'm only doing it twice. And this is I'm going to go and burn the first one. Usually, if there's a good card that basically I'm looking at college and NFL, and it's like, hey, man, I need more than a six-pack. I need to put in that eight-track. 
I got two bonus picks today on the foundation, so we're doing a four and a four. Executive decision. Because the card in college and NFL, there was just some I didn't want to leave out, you know, in regards to that. Um, and we'll, this will be the first. We'll only do this one other time through the whole season when I look at a card. But this particular weekend in college and NFL is very, very interesting. Okay. 0-8. But anyway. 877-37 grind. Also, don't, let's not forget baseball. You know, the W first of all, the WNBA playoffs continue. They'll get back up and running. I think tomorrow. I don't know if they have any games tonight. I'll let Jonas check that for me. The W WNBA does their schedule, even the regular season. I mean, they do their scheduling. So, I mean, I get it. It's not that many teams, so you gotta space it out. But they can go days. Like it's the playoffs and they'll go a day without anybody playing. You know, it's just I don't understand it, but whatever. What do you got? Well, yeah, we don't actually actually don't have games. The semifinal round begins on Sunday. See what I'm saying? And, and, I, and again, they've got to stretch it out, get in where you fit in. Sunday, Tuesday. Tuesday, and then no action until next Friday. Yeah, just weird. Weird. Expansion needed ASAP. So we don't have to space this thing out. Even in the regular season, they do that. Uh, but the WNBA continues to roll on. MLB continues to roll on as well, too. Uh, don't look now. I mean, hopefully if we don't run out of time because we're going to be heavy football today. Um, we can take a look at what are some of the important matchups uh, this weekend with implications. Don't look now, but the Padres have a heartbeat. I mean, they've probably been. I've tell AC all this all the time. They're one of the them and the Mets are the two. You can put Yankees at two B, but the Mets and the Padres are the two most disappointing teams in baseball this year. But all of a sudden, if you look up now. Uh, they put some games together. Now, I think they might be running out of games, but important. they've got a St. Louis Cardinals matchup this weekend, and St. Louis has just been a bad baseball team for the most part of all year. Padres might be looking to go in there and pull out the brooms to help their chances even more. They don't deserve to make it, in my opinion, but it is what it is. What do you got, Mr. Clark? Yeah, they're on a baseball hot seven-game winning streak, won eight of their last uh, ten, and they're now four games back in the wild card. Yeah. I mean, hey. You got to ask if you're a Padres fan or a Padres backer. Like, if you had a future ticket on the Padres or something, which there's some out of those that exist out there in the desert, trust me. You'd have to wonder, like, where was this all year? You know, where was this? And to me, you know, and I don't, again, I don't want to get into it because it's Football Friday, but the Tatis thing, ever since the suspension, the PED, something's been off in that clubhouse. I mean, they've got Manny Machado in there, but I think Tatis, I don't know. It's just something seems different. It just and maybe that has contributed to why they just haven't been able to get it right chemistry wise. But that's something to pay attention to, I think, going forward in the offseason and winter meetings and stuff like that about him and that clubhouse. It just looks that's too much talent on that team to not be really looking at already sewing up at least a wild card by now. Um, if we don't run out of time, we'll check with Mr. Clark to see if there's anything in the boxing world, the UFC world this weekend that's of any importance. You know, I lean, you know, I know we've got a few listeners out there that UFC world and boxing world world but I usually lean on Clark to uh, let me know what's on the rise and like the big ones the mega ones I usually know when those are coming but especially and I don't know anything about the UFC uh, in regards to matchups on the horizon unless my guy Nate Diaz is fighting somebody or fighting another exhibition fight um, you know or Conor McGregor decides to stop beating up on old people and slapping old people at bars 
uh, when he decides to come back and fight. Other than that, I lean on Mr. Clark and our listeners to let me know what's in the UFC world or boxing world. Um, also, what else we've got here? Uh, pretty much just football, college, heavy, uh, intensive, and NFL. You know, we're going to finish the week strong. Uh, definitely we'll get to some other NFL matchups. I told you, I think the honeymoon's over with Deshaun. I mean, this, this is going to be all eyes going forward. They've got Tennessee uh, coming into town this weekend. Uh, there's some other matchups I want to get to. I think Atlanta, you know, this is a weekend I think Atlanta can earn their stripes. And what I, what I mean by earn their stripes is that they're going on the road with Detroit. Okay, that's a short number that Detroit's favorite at home. It's funny how me that all the hype train for Detroit's kind of cooled off. Like, you know, we know that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets sucked all the energy out during the offseason. We know that. Uh, we know there's been some other storylines, uh, you know, Cowboys talking a lot. But this Detroit Lions team was um, at least the number two or three song on the, on the pop charts this summer. And due to the fact that they went in and beat the defending champs, on that Thursday, and I don't know if it has to do because of what they let Seattle come and do, even before the Seattle game, there's really the hype train for Detroit has cooled down, but they're still a good football team in their home. Back to the Falcons. I believe this is a situation and an opportunity for them to really earn their stripes because if they go into Detroit, they will remain undefeated on the season. They were able to rally to beat Green Bay at home. Everybody's told me, and I think with my naked eye test too, Green Bay still has a talented roster at receiver positions. I know their main guy's been out. He should be coming back here shortly. They've still got a top three, five offensive line. Uh, that was a decent football team that Atlanta, you know, beat. You know, and Atlanta's in this transition where they're in their second year with their head coach, so they're still in this uh, transition of a rebuild. You know, they Ritter – you know, this is his first full year starting. But if they go in and beat Detroit, then I think Atlanta's the team that you can start talking about contending for one of the wild card spots in the NFC. And I would put the Saints on a little bit notice. Because remember, I kept saying, I don't understand, man. Atlanta's getting a lot of love from the from the desert. I mean, I think they had the second best odds behind the Saints to win that division. Um and I'm, and I'm really going to be able to watch them play. I'm going to tune into them this weekend and see in that Detroit because I want to see, you know, I know they've got Bijan Robinson or what does his mom want us to call? I forgot. Bajan. Bajan. We've got Bajan. I know what he's doing because I see his stats on my fantasy team every uh, week so far for the first couple of weeks. But I want to see how they look on defense and how they look. So that's a very interesting game on the cool. Not too many people talking about it, especially nationally. Uh, you know, nobody's talking about that matchup, but that's that's an interesting one. You know, sometimes teams can become a team, you know, they become a family. Sometimes it just clicks. And I think this is one of those, you know, wins. you go in there in Detroit. It was one of the sexy hot tracks on the hot top 21 hot singles. OK, you have an opportunity to go ahead and turn some heads. So we'll get back to the NFL. Definitely going to look at the Miami Dolphins game as they get ready to host the Denver Broncos coming in, the 0-2 Denver Broncos. I've said it for the last few days. Vance Joseph is really under microscope. I got a chance to hear some of his press conference, and hearing him talk really makes me a little bit more concerned in regards to where we're at and because a lot of it sounds – you know, like, you know, I'm not going to say excuse Mason, but it's like, again, the same thing I said about the Cowboys. It sounds like a lot of trying to convince yourself that this is the case. Remember, like, I think it was third day in training camp. Vance is the one on in front of a hot mic, just like I am right now. I'm in front of a hot mic <sighs> testing and say, oh, this is some of the best edge group. This is some of the best linebackers, edge groups that I've been a part of. 
really? Where they at? Where they at, Vance? Because Russ been taking bullets for the last 18 months, 15 months, and he's at least got this damn offense up in some respectability and some categories, and y'all just letting them march all up and down the field like they the, uh, they the uh, Grambling marching band or something. Um, I got them under the microscope, man. I never call, I never call for anybody's job, for the most part, um, doing this, especially if they're a market that I'm in. Um, but like Coach Prime said, this is personal when it comes to that particular team in Colorado. There's a standard. You got handed a Ferrari, and you're going Ferris Bueller's day off with it. That's the way I look at it. Now, they're going to have them challenges, and we'll get to that game. But Justin Simmons, I think for the most part, he's missed a couple practices. I think he's going to be out. Uh, but we'll get to that game here shortly. Uh, but let's start a little bit with college football before we get to the pros, because this is a good college weekend. I've been telling you all for the last week or so. Um, just first off the bat, I want to touch on uh, number three, Texas. Um, they're at Baylor. This is not a game that's the sexy game this week. You know, they're a 15-point favorite. Uh, but when I look at this game, first of all, this is going to be pretty much the last time that Texas is going to be technically opening in the Big 12 and with Baylor. Everybody knows the transfer. They're going to the SEC affect them next year. There'll be an SEC schedule. So there's some sentiment to that a little bit. Uh, but to keep in mind, Texas is 3-0 and for the first time since 2012. All right. And they have the highest ranking they've got nationally from the AP since 09. So it's been a while. All right. And I'm not the one. And I know a lot of people in this region rush to say, hey, Texas is back. Hook them. I'm not quite there yet, because when it, Texas is back to me is when I see them in one of them final four college playoff spots this season before we expand to 12. OK, the, the question is, is because the strength, one of the strengths of this Texas team, I believe, is what they have in the on their D line and in the trenches. And, you know, uh, Sawyer Robertson, which is the quarterback for Baylor, um, it's going to be very it's going to be very important for him to pretty much protect the ball. OK, because and also I think in this game, the running game. You know, the running game is going to be uh, key. Um, the, you know, they like to run a little bit up-tempo. You know, since that game in Alabama, Ewers, you know, like I said, against Wyoming, they kind of started off a little slow, but that was off a, you know, emotional win in Tuscaloosa. But that's one of the games that I'll just basically look at Texas. Are they getting better every week? Do they have any letdowns? Are they stopping to smell their own piss? I'll be looking for all that. OK, but that's not uh, out of the games we got at college. Texas and Baylor is at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm just showing my respects to my South region, you know. All right. I'm just showing respect. I remember when Dre 3000 from Outcast had to stand up at the source where say hey, the South got something to say. So ever since then, I've said, hey, you know, I got to lace, you know, tag, even though I'm an SEC guy up kind of more, you know, Colorado, but South got something to say. So that's the only reason why they made the, made it to, you know, to start Texas at Baylor because it's not one of the key games. Um, moving on. All right. Um, number 19, Colorado at number 10, Oregon. All right. Um, you got something? Okay. Number 19, Colorado at number 10, Oregon. Um, you know, their offense, if we look at this, I believe, and I said this a few days ago, this is really where we find out um, what work still has to be done for Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes program going forward. 
And from what I've heard from the experts and what I've seen through my own eyes, especially starting with the TCU game and going forward here and even to last week against Colorado State, um, the weakest and probably the least talented out of all these 70-plus portals flips is the is the hogs, the dudes in the middle, the trenches. And if you look at this matchup, I mean, Oregon's offense is averaging 579.7 yards of offense and 58 points a game. Now you now you got to take that with a grain of salt because you got to go see their opponents they played for the first few weeks. So that's number one. Um, but Dan Lanning, you know, last week it was all a lot. You know, they're going to Boulder. You know, this coach had made it personal. He took a shot at Dion with the glasses and all take your hat off. Well, you know, Dan Lanning, he had some comments the day that it was announced at Colorado. It, well, let me back up. It wasn't the day that Colorado announced they were leaving to the Big 12. It was more of the demise of the Big 12, or the Pac-12, excuse me. And Dan Lanning was asked a question about how he felt about this Colorado program leaving the conference. And I'll add to that when we get back. We'll definitely look at some other college games. There's a big one in South Bend, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Uh, we'll definitely look at that one. we got some other matchups. We'll get to the NFL Sunday Week 3 matchups as well. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos in this RB Friday, 877-37-GRIND. All right, today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, and we are broadcasting here for the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. All right, this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. 
Keep in mind, if you're looking to see what the latest new products are in or you already know what they are, you just want it delivered straight to your doorstep. Don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so keeping it moving, and we've got a question here from Shelby T. James, which I'll get to that because normally, like I said, if it wasn't for this type of college weekend, I would probably be starting with the NFL and breaking down the game we saw last night. And we'll get to that before we give out the previews and look at the rest of the schedule. But it's just a, a few games. This is, you know, coming off of last weekend in college. Um, like I said, I have. it's not like I've looked the schedule four or five weeks ahead of time. So I don't know when's the next time that we'll get a college matchup you know, like this, you know, in regards to this year. So that's the reason why. And I'll answer Shelby's question here in a little bit when we get to uh, the NFL here shortly. Uh, but um, like I said, Colorado, um, the stat that I gave you, if you look at it, that the Oregon offense is averaging 579 yards, 0.7 yards, and 58 points per game. Now, you got to take that with a grain of salt, like I said, because you have to look at their opponents. But when I talk about what I believe is the weak part of this, you know, Colorado defense it's in the trenches and you look at that they're giving up an average of 460 yards and about 30.3 points a game so that kind of understands why the spread is set people in the desert has set it about 20 and a half it's been at 21 now it's down at 20 and a half it's, it's going to fluctuate somewhere between 20 to 21 points uh, before they get this going um, I think it has a lot to do more than that than you know which we'll never really know in regards to how much they're giving and credit for for, you know, Travis Hunter. You know, how many points is he worth? Now, we know he plays both ways, uh, but to me, the skills, the skills position, they should be okay, you know, at this game. The question is where this is going to be challenging for them and the reason why this game has potential, has potential, because I've got another side of this, has a potential of kind of getting out of hand or not becoming a fourth quarter game is because it has to do a lot with those stats I just gave you in the trenches because I believe those are the type of dogs that Coach Prime talks about that he needs a few on both sides of the ball in the trenches before like they're really ready. But again, I will say this, as I said going to the break about Dan Lanning, the head coach of Oregon, you know, his comments early on before we saw any Colorado game played this year, granted when he pretty much was asked about Colorado joining the Big 12 and the demise and his first response like, uh, what have they won in this conference? Now, maybe locally up there in Colorado and around Buffs University and locker room, they've kind of brought this up because this is a team that looks like it's, it's trying to adopt that me against the world mentality. Do you believe they haven't really displayed this as publicly as we were this time last week with the whole coaching's comments, you know, from Colorado state. But um, look, Oregon's the 10th team in the country, according to AP, they're one of the favorites along with Utah, which has a very interesting game this week at UCLA. Um, that's on the docket. But, you know, they were favored to win the Pac-12 along with Utah. So Colorado, I told you, I think Coach Prime has basically done what he's done. But I will tell you this. When you have a lack of talent, which I believe they do in the trenches, what comes very key in a matchup like this is it comes down to how good is your coaching staff? And I do believe that Coach Prime has probably – and look, it's not a bunch of guys on this roster, speaking of coaching roster, that I've ever been big fans of. But they are experienced, 
and some of these guys are long in the tooth. And when you're talking about going against college coaches that never really have – this is no slight to Dan Lanning, okay? Um, you know, but when you go up against coaching staffs, and it'll be like this going forward, in college you're dealing with a lot of guys that have come up through the rank – of coordinator positions, secondary, quarterbacks, coordinator, all these other type of things before they get to a head coach or that. So a lot of these guys that are going up against this staff don't have the NFL experience and don't have that. Dion has that. When you have that, I believe that can make up for a big chunk. Now, again, the coaches don't play. They're not on the field. But if this game is closer than what the experts think, it's, it's really going to come down to coaching. That's going to allow to keep it putting these young men in the right position to keep this game close and try to take away something that Oregon tries to do. Uh, look, Bo Nix is kind of off to a pretty decent start. I, I'm not a big fan of Bo Nix because I've seen him in some big games. Um, I believe the kitchen was too hot for him in Auburn. I mean, he told everyone, oh, I grew up to be an Auburn Tiger. And then next thing you know, when the what's that, the portal? Let me go out to the West Coast. Let me go hang out with Phil Knight. That's what Bo did. Bo, the old school one, knows football. This Bo Nix knows portal. Gave that one for free. Mike, you don't have to use that one. Anyway, if this is close, this is coaching. That's really what it comes down to. And I guarantee you, even if Coach Prime, even if this Colorado team, let's say that Oregon does cover, and let's say they take a three, three TD loss on the chin, it's still going to be must-see TV next week at USC. It's still going to be a plethora of primetime game. I don't know what this will do to their AP rankings. You know, how far would they fall, depending on if they do, you know, lose. But we'll have to see. But it's still going to be much CTV next USC. And I tell you, I think that game, along with what we see he, he does against this game, that game next week is going to be a lot to do with the Heisman, regardless of just the outcome of the game. But if they find a way to win this game, okay, People like Jonas's head, they're gonna, it's going to explode. It's just going to be explode over overload. Now, you had told me you came across something. Um, I know our man Nate Lundy tweeted it out, and you came across, and there's also circulating in regards to the effect on this particular matchup between Oregon and Colorado on the sports betting world compared to all the other action with college and also the action on Sunday, which are the pros. What, what is that saying there? And Nate Lundy at Mile High Sports, um, he tweeted out today that according to BetMGM, there are more bets on the Colorado money line than any other college football game this weekend. And you're running through all of it. (laughs) It's a good weekend. Yeah. Out of the six ranked matchups in college football this weekend, 55% of the tickets are on Colorado, Oregon. And Colorado has more bets than any remaining NFL game. Yeah, I think, and you know, and again, like I said, regardless of the outcome of this, the USC game will be the same strong handle. This is a different effect that uh, that is having that is not normal. And I know that's being thrown around with Colorado, and I get it gets the nauseum and, and people are fatigued with it. Now, the one thing I will say, I've the the culture and 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 the and the swag, as they say. That, to me, I've seen that in my lifetime. That's the University of Miami, the, the real you. You know, the, 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 you know, the Jimmy Johnson, Pork Saint, Pork Saint Face. What do they call him? They used to call him uh, Pork Face Satan. There you go. Notre Dame fans. Jimmy had those big cheeks and everything. That rivalry between Miami, you know, when they had the convicts versus the Catholics. 
that group used to call Jimmy Johnson pork face Satan. See, I go way back, man. I'm telling my age. So I've seen the swag and all this, the glasses. I've seen that. But what we haven't seen is we haven't seen the the needle move like this from the viewership we've talked about. Now the gambling handle. And if we talk about the gambling handle that Nate tweet out about, the way I would look at it is we're probably, if we're not already there, we're on the verge of putting Colorado into that Dallas Cowboys category. The... Uh, you know, I'm talking about Pitt. I'm talking about betting wise. Pittsburgh Steelers, um, Lakers, Yankees, teams like that. They're called public betting teams. That means the public is heavy. Those are just brands that the pu betting public is just heavy on. And I think, and usually you talk about the teams that I've named: the tradition, Cowboys, Americans team. You know, Lakers, the Lake Show, Yankees, the Yankees, those I think Colorado, you have to have some type of tradition or some type of, you know, something that captivates the audience, especially the betting audience that just I've got to be a piece of that. And that's what Coach Prime is create, uh, you know, created in Colorado. So I don't see that going away anytime soon, as long as he's there, you know, because you got to understand he's injected a hole and I'm not trying to go and, and turn anything in regards to the race situation, but the reality is coach prime has turned on, you know, a part of culture in the African American culture surrounded around college football and the way football is not just coming from the HBCU at Jackson state, the way he goes about handling the business, the way he kind of talks, let you know, he, he's getting a big following and listeners and viewers and eyes and dollars bet just off that alone. You know, this ain't your grandpa's Eddie Robinson. And for y'all that don't know that, that's one of the all-time winning coaches in college. He coached at Grambling, passed away years ago. But yeah, responsible for Doug Williams, guys like that. It's the coach. It's the effect of Coach Prime. But we'll see what they do at Oregon. I think it's a game. Probably Oregon needs a little bit more than Colorado. Uh, but if they would pull this off, can you imagine? I would, I would want to see not just the gambling handle next week. I'd want to see what those ticket prices are for USC. Can you imagine an undefeated Colorado team just upset the 10 team in the country and they go on USC and they're undefeated? Hell, we might be talking Super Bowl prices for tickets. Damn sure not for ads, though. I ain't nothing to take you. Super Bowl calls for ads. Are you okay with that, John? You all right? Okay. Jones is just sitting here trying to not just to regurgitate as I get through this Colorado Buffalo segment. He's just like, man, we got a few minutes. I know. I know. But keeping it moving, let's see. Who else have we got? So we've got Colorado. We've got the Buffaloes out of the way. I alluded to it a while ago. You, number 22, UCLA at number 11, Utah. Um, Utah is going to be looking for um, – a little Shawshank redemption. Well, I think, first of all, UCLA lost this game last year, if I'm not mistaken. Clarify that for me, Jonas. But this is a rematch because I forgot how last year's game Conley went. But I think it's a game that UCLA end up losing. Am I not correct or did they win this? But regardless, while you search that for me, uh, both of these teams run the ball very well. These This year version, not so much of last year. I'm talking this year version. Go ahead. Uh, last year, UCLA beat UCLA. Utah. UCLA, okay, yeah. So uh, 42 to 32. Yeah, so Utah is really looking for the Shawshank Redemption, and both of these teams kind of run the ball well. Um, you know, Utah ranks 11th in FBS in rushing defense. Now, they stop the run very well. They only give up 65 yards 
uh, per game. And UCLA, they rank 12th, is only given 69.67 yards a game. So both defenses are very uh, favorable against the run. Um, you know, Utah is a tough place to play. Um, you know, Cal was able to, UCLA was able to go ahead and defeat them last year. That game obviously was in Utah, and this was at, you know, Utah. I mean, it was in UCLA, this was at Utah. So this is one of those, I think UCLA's coming in as six-point um, underdog, I believe. Um, this is a big one, because I think this one is going to have, the winner of this one will have the inside track to keep pace with, you know, USC and really Oregon. I mean, I think whoever loses this one kind of falls to that third tier, but the winner of this one will keep pace and be up there with USC, you know, assuming they're going to remain undefeated, assuming Oregon is going to uh, beat Colorado. I think it's very important what's running on the line for this particular matchup, considering both Pac-12, it's a Pac-12 matchup, so we'll see how this plays out. Another Pac-12 showdown uh, that's not getting too much run, but it's definitely an important game. That's number 14, Oregon State, which is 3-0, at number 21, Washington State, which is 3-0. Um, in this particular matchup, um, Damian Martinez, uh, he's a running back for Oregon State. Uh, he eclipsed about 8.8 .8 yards a carry. That's a lot. Um, I don't know where that ranks nationwide, but that's a lot of yards per carry. Uh, the question for me is that Washington State at home, having the home crowd, their run defense is really going to be tested. Uh, quarterback Oregon State DJ, uh, this is the one I've been telling you that I think uh, Dabo kind of made a mistake on and chose the wrong one. I mean, he let this one go, and he didn't stop him. I mean, from everything I've read, it wasn't so much – he didn't try that hard to stop him from going to the portal. But I'm really feeling DJ, man. I think he's definitely Sunday material. I think he has the prototype of what we're seeing these quarterbacks go. Um, and I'm very high on Oregon State's defense, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I think after this particular win – now, granted, Washington State, is 21. Uh, Oregon State's ranked 14th, but I think if they can go on in the road and get a Pac-12 win, because the Pac-12 right now is respectable this year, just off of their performance through three weeks, and you look at the record of the conference overall, uh, they're pretty impressive. They're more impressive than the SEC record is, to keep it 100, as the youngsters say. Uh, but I think if they're able to go on the road and remove the 4-0, people will start noticing uh, more of this Oregon State team and what DJ's doing over there. Uh, the other mega one, I've seen Dante already tweet about it. Uh, it's number six, Ohio State. Uh, traveling to South Bend, Ohio State's defense just pulling the curtain back on this one. Uh, they're kind of leading the way. They're limited opponents to only 223.7 yards a game total. Not passing, not running. That's combined. That's just offense. That's pretty uh, impressive. Um, also, they're only giving up about 6.7 yards uh, per uh, per game in regards to rushing. They've been dominant stopping the run. Um, Kyle McCord. Um, and I and I saw Dante kind of alluded to this. He is he, Dante's correct, but he just said, "Hey, despite of them being shaky that quarterback position." Speaking of Kyle, they, this is a game that's kind of winnable, still winnable for them to go into Notre Dame. I agree. I'm I'm eager to see this quarterback for Notre Dame play in a primetime game like this, a big spot. Um, I haven't got a chance to center on this 2023 Notre Dame team. I mean, I think where, you know, kind of the culture Brian Kelly built there and kind of passed on. I think one thing you can count on Notre Dame, they should have a good offensive line because they put they put guys in the league on Sunday. Um, and when you look at also outside the offensive line, you want to look at the tight end position. Because usually in this last three or four years, what Brian Kelly's tenure there leading to this, they've been able to keep a tight end guy that looks like he's going to go on Sunday. 
And the other question mark usually is what do they have under center at the quarterback position? So this is a very big game uh, for number six Ohio State. If you ask me what, who's more, what's more important to who in this particular matchup, I think it's more important to Notre Dame to win this. And the reason why I say that, Notre Dame doesn't have a, a conference title game they can go play. I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. Do they have – is Notre Dame-USC this year? They got each other, right? Still on the schedule? Confirm that for me. Um, I don't know what the other big mega opportunities that Notre Dame's going to have uh, to really make a statement when you talk about looking down the road to the committee, to the playoff committee, um, because they're not going to have the same – now, Ohio State, I'm not telling you that Ohio State doesn't need to win this game, but the reality of it is Ohio State still has that Michigan game at the end of the year, and they'll still have an opportunity to get into the Big Ten championship game. Notre Dame doesn't have that opportunity, and that's why I think you get a six-seated uh, six, uh, team and the AP coming into your building – uh, you got to cash in on that if you're ranked number nine in your Notre Dame. What do you got? Yeah, after this week, uh, Notre Dame is going to be at number 18, Duke. Um, then you've got a week where you got Louisville, and then it's, then they host, yes, the Trojans, hmm. uh, who are currently number five. Yeah. And then you still have games against Clemson and you know finish the season with Stanford and Wake Forest. So yeah, those games won't matter. None of those guys are ranked. Right now. Th- those games not going to matter. They, I mean, USC will. Um, I think personally, I mean, that's the next game that I was going to kind of touch on a little bit, uh, but we can kind of, you know, keep it moving. But the other game that I was going to really touch on is that has to do with what you just said is number three floor, uh, excuse me, number four team in the country, three and oh, Florida State uh, going to Oregon. I mean, excuse me, Clemson. I'm all over the place today. Clemson at two and one. And to me personally, I think Florida State is I have them winning this game. Okay, and and I think after this week and just bringing it back to the point of what looking at Notre Dame's schedule, considering what Clemson has looked like a little bit, I mean, they looked better the last couple games, but I'm not buying in because of their competition. Um, I think Jordan Travis, you know, Florida quarterback, I think he's very favorable. I think this is going to be a favorable matchup for him. Look, there's no Brent Venables over anymore in Clemson. But I think after Florida State, if they would win this game, Clemson on Notre Dame's schedule is not going to be that sexy. And I think, you know, this particular matchup, you can say Clemson loses this. Any hopes of the ACC title this year is pretty much out the window, in my opinion. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. 
Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.